um, it's Gemma Windsor here, Editor-in-Chief of Infection Prevention in Practice and uh, presenter of the HIS podcast, Infection Prevention in Conversation. I'm joining you today from day one of ECMID and I've been kindly joined by Dr Timothy Jones, who I've recently listened to, excellent presentation from his flash poster session on optimising blood culture management and diagnosis of bacteremia. His poster is number E0170. Um, I'm going to ask him now if he can, wouldn't mind uh, giving us the title of the poster and a brief summary of what you did and what you found, please, Timothy. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, so the, the uh, poster is titled Blood Culture Transport Delays Rather Than Culture Volume Have a Greater Impact on Reporting Times and Are Associated with a Prolonged Length of Stay. So uh, yeah, we we were interested in the, the pre-analytical phase of blood cultures because um, there's limited uh, evidence about um, sort of national guidelines for how cultures should be taken optimally um, and the impacts that they have. So we in our centre in Glasgow looked at uh, the transport delays and the um, the. the the, the, the filling of blood culture bottles and saw how they had an impact both on the microbiological diagnosis um, as well as some aspects of patient outcomes. Um, essentially what we looked at was 14,000 blood cultures um, from about 7,000 patients um, and we found that uh, overall we did, were not particularly compliant with the SMI recommendations and I think this is a problem with um, sort of lab centralization um, and we've what we showed was that uh, the, 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 trans the transport time had a profound impact on the essential reporting time. Um, if you didn't get the, the blood cultures to the lab within four hours, then the, the median um, reporting time increased by uh, 10 hours, uh, which obviously has a significant impact both on the diagnosis, but actually when we looked at length of stay data, it also had an impact on the length of stay um, prolonging length of stay even when controlling for age um, sex uh, and the blood culture volume conversely blood culture volume didn't seem to have such a profound impact as that and so I, I suppose our conclusion was it was important to um, for labs to, to, to spend time thinking about how they can improve their transport because actually it can have quite meaningful knock-on impacts to both diagnosis and patients that's great. And can you tell us a little bit about what the situation was like where the study was conducted? So is the lab on site? Is it off site? And some of the challenges that the, the lab face there as a result of that? Yeah, well, we specifically actually looked at the blood cultures that came from the, the two sort of regional hospitals in Glasgow that feed into our lab. So I think the logistical problems are that it requires sort of shipping transport between hospital sites and um, there's also implications about when the labs open for um, the loading of blood cultures so, so our lab currently is not a 24 7 microbiology lab even though it's a central site um, and um, we also found actually that a big problem here is about people's clinicians uh, views on the importance of sort of timely shipment of blood cultures so as part of what we were doing we, we audited what junior doctors understood about blood cultures and, uh, and and the importance of getting them to the lab quickly and, and most of them didn't treat them as a sort of an urgent specimen and I think that was one of the main ways that we actually managed to improve things in our in our labs. That's fantastic and um, it's, it's interesting that you should say that because 
I think similar evidence has shown that it's often just a lack of fundamental knowledge when it comes to the importance of fill volume and um, time to, to, to incubation within the lab that can have huge knock-on effects. And what do you think the next steps of this research can be? What would you hope would be following on from this in terms of what would you like to see um, either done as a follow-on by your group or groups elsewhere to look at the impact of this work? Yeah, I mean, I think this is one something that all labs can hopefully employ um, because it, it, it's something that's reasonably straightforward, non-technical to do. It doesn't require a big sort of investment of new resource. It's about time. So I think the first thing would be people to go back and have a have a think about what's happening in their lab, um, and particularly as labs become more centralised. The, the, the knock-on to that. I think locally what we are trying to do is actually using dedicated um, pneumatic pods to see if they can even increase our, sorry, reduce our transport time even more. Um, so that's that's our next step. But I think everybody can, can look at this in their own lab and employ some quite low budget um, interventions to improve things. And have you ever looked at um, satellite incubation systems? So put, having teams on the sites where these DGHs are or the, the, the further away hospitals and have you ever explored that? I know that that's worked well at some trusts where I trained. Yeah, and, and, we, and we've seen some data about that um, elsewhere. I, I think we, we've discussed that locally. I think there are, there are difficulties with, with that in some regards in the sense that then you have to have a way to be able to man them and make sure that you don't then have blood culture sitting in the incubator flagging as positive. Um, and also then the transporting those to the central site for processing. So I, I don't think there's an easy win with that, and it's not something that we've done, but certainly I think being creative about different approaches is, would be is really valuable for something that actually can have a really important impact on patient care. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, we've, we've got a similar issue at the site where I work with, with hospitals off-site, and we've considered the, the, the aspect of satellite machines, but it almost pushes a delay to the processing rather than to the pre-analytical phase exactly. because then you're having to transport what you know is a positive blood culture which I think if there's ever an issue then with that specimen that's a very high risk specimen then to, to have an issue with isn't it um, that's really interesting thank you and thank you very much for your time in talking to me today um, this I should say that this paper um, is under um, review for publication as well so keep your eyes out um, uh, in the infection journals guys um, as I think this will be a really interesting one for us all to read thanks again thanks very much